0: Hi, I'm Jean Lawler. I'm your host of the Roads to Resolution, Closure and Certainty Podcast. And as always, it's great to be here with you today. So today I wanted to talk about contracts and terms in the contracts that could become an impediment to to rights that you would otherwise have under a contract if you don't comply with conditions, et cetera. So uh, simply put, read the contracts read them all the whether it's a lease a rental agreement a business agreement perhaps an insurance policy an employment contract i mean we have contracts all over you buy a car you have a contract you have your car repaired you have a contract you um rent a, a property you have a contract you buy a house you have a contract our lives are are filled with contracts and most of us probably don't read them word for word, especially the fine print in all of them. But there are times if you have disputes that you absolutely should read them. Even, I guess as a lawyer, I should say you should read them before you sign them, of course. But whether you have or not, definitely take another look at them before you initiate any sort of legal activity, because there could well be terms in those contracts, whatever they are that um, would mean that you don't have certain rights or that you could end up waiving some of your rights. So let's talk a few examples. One that came to me because of a mediation that I had this morning is in certain contracts, and I think it's becoming more common, there is a requirement that mediation must be conducted before a party initiates a lawsuit or files for arbitration. And the consequence, if you don't, I I mean, it all depends on the contract, of course. But uh, one of the things from this morning, and that I've seen in some prior mediations where a uh, pre suit mediation was going on for this particular reason, was that then there may be no right to collect attorney fees if you would have otherwise maybe had that right, but didn't take the opportunity to participate in a mediation before you went into litigation or arbitration. Or even if one was initiated, but you didn't really, you being the party, didn't really participate. So that could be a big thing to lose. Um, And every contract is unique, of course, so everyone will have its own uh, nuances in whatever language. But take a look at any contract you would have with someone as to whether or not you need to initiate Um, or conduct a mediation before you initiate a lawsuit or an arbitration. Then, of course, there are other sorts of conditions that may be required before you can sue someone or initiate an arbitration. And if you don't, then you would have some consequences you may not want. For example, if you have um, an agreement over, you know, a vehicle, a Lemon Law thing, the when you buy a car or lease or something like that, there may well be a right to repair provision in the contract requiring you to take the vehicle back to let the manufacturer have a chance to look at it and decide you know, what to do, make an attempt to fix the vehicle, whatever, as opposed to just straight out um, being surprised with the lawsuit. And if you haven't complied with that condition, then there are usually consequences of some sort or another. Advanced notice is another thing. Rather than surprising some business or some entity with whom you have this contract, uh, rather than surprising them with a a lawsuit, usually there is some sort of notice requirement that is required to be given to them uh, for, again, early dispute resolution processes. And that's really the key, to see if you can resolve any dispute you may have early and outside of a formal litigation or arbitration process. So what's another kind of example? And that would be insurance policies. Insurance policies have conditions. Of course, you've uh, if you're the insured, you've submitted an application for insurance that may or may not be deemed to uh, form a part of the insurance. It depends on the wording, of course, of the application and of the policy. But there are sections at the of the policy, usually near the end, for example, under the CG-0001 form, the general liability coverage form, for, just using that, for example. And um, it would have conditions in it. Every policy is going to have conditions. Usually they require prompt or reasonable notice or may give uh, a time parameter for what's considered reasonable notice if there is a loss or a claim that's been asserted against you. And this is especially important in professional liability, directors and officers, any sort of policy that's a claims-made policy. And uh, then one of the other conditions that you will often find example in cyber policies (coughs) is that you've complied with whatever the requirements are to maintain a safe network. If in the application you've checked off the box, tick the box saying, oh, yeah, we, um, you know, update regularly, we use multi-factor authentication, we do this, we do that. And if you don't really do that, including on an ongoing basis, then um, there may be, no coverage because you didn't comply with the contract the most recent example of this i have is the santa clara valley water district versus century indemnity company case out of california it's uh it came out of santa clara and that appellate uh, district there the the citation is 2023 dj that's daily journal dar daily appellate report page 2729 and it was filed april 3rd 2023 so you can find it wherever you pick up your cases but anyway in this particular case it um, involved environmental contamination and the insured santa clara valley water district they entered into negotiations with the entity that was suing them and they agreed to pay money and they made a payment and the court, in this case, goes into a nice discussion about uh, voluntary payments and how then they could not recover that payment that they made from their insurance company. So the uh, Santa Clara Valley Water District was out of luck on that one because they made the payment without involving their insurance carrier because they failed to follow a condition in the policy. And so really, what is it that we learn from all of these things is contracts are there for a reason, and reading them sooner than later is good, but definitely at any point in time before or when a dispute might start or when something might be happening Go back and read it and see what you need to do as a condition precedent, perhaps, to the contract being applicable to whatever it is you might be seeking from the other party. And I especially urge you for a cyber policy that uh, management, the legal department, and the tech department all need to be on the same page to make sure that whatever requirements there are for that particular policy to be effective are actually met uh, by the business, by the insured. So that's it for today. Read your contracts. I'm Gene uh, Lawler. It's a pleasure as always to be here with you. Please follow me on LinkedIn, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, listen to my podcast on your favorite podcast um, provider, and I'll see you again. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.